This podcast is sponsored by thevalleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years we brought you the news. Printed the info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Hey everybody, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. I'm Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndie.org. That's an online newspaper covering Ansonia, Derby, and Seymour. Listen, I'm going to warn you right now, you're going to be hearing a lot of beeping during this episode, not because of foul language, but because I didn't turn off my cell phone's message feature and I'm getting inundated with text messages because that's just the way it is. Uh, Before we proceed with this episode, I just want to read a very important message from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. While giving back is always in season, now is a great time to plan your gift. Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what mattered to you. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Okay, so this episode is part of the CT Podcast Invitational, an occasional series I launched, I guess, about a year ago, and then it just dropped by the wayside because I'm terribly unorganized. But the point is to invite other podcasters on, the hosts of other podcasts uh, based in Connecticut, to come on this podcast and talk about their podcast. Today, I'm very excited because my guest is hyper-local. It's Derby's Art Gherkins, a familiar name to anyone who has read valleyindie.org in the past decade or grew up locally. In addition to being a former second ward alderman on the Derby Board of Aldermen, he was, the, he was a president of the Board of Aldermen. And he hosts the Postal Biz Buzz podcast. Hi, Art. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Eugene. Thank you very much for having me here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, and we had we were supposed to do this last week. Uh, I broke the podcast equipment. It was just a nightmare. Uh, so I apologize and thank you for uh, your patience. But I guess as a, as a fellow podcaster now, you get how uh, like the the infinite ways things can go wrong, right? Oh, I get it. I get it. I mean, we we line up guests, and then you know you have scheduling conflicts and equipment malfunctions and all the other stuff that goes with it. But uh, hey, we, we're here. We're ready to go, so you know, let's let's chat for a bit. So, Art, is it correct to say your podcast, just like in terms of a general theme, it concentrates on marketing by mail? Would that be sort of if you had to like boil it down to a phrase? Is that correct? Well, that that's one aspect of it. Um, part of my position, I, I work at Sacred Heart University, and I, I manage what we call the shoe pad, which stands for the Sacred Heart University Print and Delivery. And it used to be called the Mail and Duplicating Center, but that was a mouthful. So we went for a a shorter version, kind of like a a Kinko's. So we call it the shoe pad. 
And I've been there for, I just celebrated my 27th year anniversary at Sacred Heart. But all along, um, I, I joined this organization called the, uh, the Fairfield County, Connecticut Postal Customer Council. And for short, they're called PCCs. It's a nationwide network of these uh, postal councils. And, you know, you, you, you network with people in the mail business. You, you, you sit side by side with the marketers, with the printers, with, um, you know, direct mail people, pre-sort houses and all that. And, and really, um, if you're in the business of mail or printing or direct mail marketing, it's, it's a place to be because you have the ear of all the local postmasters and, you know, the, the top postal officials, not only locally, but also nationwide. So that's how I got involved in it. So, yeah, to say marketing, it's a little limiting. We, we kind of do it all, but it's all postal related. Yeah, and I guess to give people a flavor of what the podcast is, you can you can get and get it by by the titles of, of the recent episodes, and and they include mm-hmm. uh, the latest one was strategies and technologies for a successful political mail campaign, which is uh, yep. timely as ever. Uh, yeah. Prior to that, you had an interview with Maureen Marion, who yep. is the Postal Service Strategic Communications Manager. And then, and this was a favorite one, I listened to two this morning in preparation for this interview. You had an episode about the top 10 postal-related songs. And what I love <laughs> about podcasts, like I'll, I'll just yeah. get on my soapbox for a moment. So like you you talked, you just talked all this stuff about postal stuff. I have no idea, whatever. I, I'm an idiot, you know, I, I, I yes. you know what I mean? But if, if you listen, to, I, I love podcasts because it's like something I would never think I would listen to a podcast called Postal Biz Buzz because I don't know anything about right. the postal industry. It's such a, uh, a specific uh, topic. But yeah. then you get in there and you bounce around a little bit and I love podcasts when they're hosted by people who are experts in the subject because they make it relatable. And suddenly I'm listening to two episodes easily about a podcast about uh, the postal industry or or that that segment of it. So uh, it's really good. I I suggest people uh, listen to it. Where can people get it? I guess we should get that out of the way. Where's the easiest place to, to listen to well, this the podcast. Well, the easiest place to get it is we, we have our um, website for the Fairfield County uh, PCC, and that would be at uh, pcc-ct.org, and there's a link to it there. But yeah, really, it's like anything. You could find it on a host of sites. You have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora. It's, it's out there. Yeah, if you just and, uh, I guess if you just search postal bizbuzz in Google, that's you can it's it's yeah. all it is all over the place. And yeah. Art, you said you worked at you've worked at Sacred Heart University for uh, twenty seven years. How did you first get the job there and what was what were you first doing at Sacred Heart? <laughs> well, how long do you have, uh, Eugene? Because, <laughs> yeah. You know, I I've I've had many careers, but my, my career prior to Sacred Heart was I was a long distance tractor trailer driver. I drove eighteen wheelers. And I would go throughout the country. Uh, I've been to every state in the country except Alaska. And actually, we were going there for our 25th wedding anniversary this year. But due to COVID, we couldn't do it. So I've been stuck on Alaska for about 30 years now. But um, yeah, so I I was a tractor trailer driver. Um, I would go out on the road for three weeks and get three days off. And those three days as a bachelor, I would spend them 
you know, on the West Coast where I have family, um, and I would travel with my scuba gear. So if I was out on the West Coast, I'd, you know, spend the three days scuba diving. I'd go down to Florida scuba diving. My favorite football team's the Vikings. I'd, I'd time it so I could cruise through Minnesota on game day. And then I would, um, I would come back through Connecticut to visit the family. But also at that time, I met my future wife, Patsy. And at the time, uh, country line dancing was the craze in the early 90s. And I would spend those three days just, uh, you know, hanging out with Patsy and going line dancing. So it's kind of a bad country western song. The truck driver that, you know, but wait a is second. out on so, the road. So Sacred Heart University, when they were hiring 27 years ago, they're like, we need like a Burt Reynolds from Hooper or Smokey and the Bandit. That, that, you're, you're perfect. More like BJ and the Bear. Oh, they, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. That's a better but, reference. Uh, much more on the nose. But then it became too much to be gone for three weeks and not see, you know, my future wife. So I started looking locally and I I put an application in to be a security officer at Fairfield University. And on the ride home on the Merritt Parkway, I saw, you know, exit 47 Sacred Heart University. And I said, well, let me throw in an application there, too. And they hired me as a public safety officer the same day. I mean, it was Back in the days, there were no background check, no, no nothing. It was just like, yeah, can you start Monday? Mm. So, um, you know, I, I started as a public safety officer, and um, I put myself through school, ended up getting my um, bachelor's degree for free. I'm also a lot of Scottish running in me, so I'm very cheap. <laughs> and uh, Oh, I didn't realize that was a stereotype for the Scottish people. Okay, <laughs> you learn something new every day. Well, you know what? Not to offend Scottish people, but they, they know what they know what I mean. My mom's from Glasgow, Scotland, and uh, so we've always uh, tried to cut corners. So anyways, I, I got my undergrad degree for free through working through Sacred Heart. And, um, you know, at, at some point, an opening came up in the mailroom. And I, I was working public safety, working every holiday, every midnight shift, and it was just the chance to go to a regular nine to five job Monday through Friday appealed to me. So that's how I got into the mail business. And then, okay. So now fast forwarding 27 years, obviously a lot of, a lot of change in, uh, in the industry and in mail in general, I would assume how the idea for this podcast come about. Well, we've always been trying to promote ourselves. I mean, a lot of people, when they get in the mail business, they figure it's like an entry-level job. and You're, you're in the basement of, of some bank building and no chance to, you know, to, to get promoted or whatever. And I, I took it as a, as a way of, you know what, if, if I'm going to be the manager of a mail room, I'm, I'm going to be the best I could be, you know? And I just, I tried to change the, the look and feel of working in a mail room and we introduced technology. I think I'm part of the IT department, but we were the first in, in our division to have our own website and we started tracking packages and signature pads and automatic payment for mailings that are dropped off at the, at the post office. So through the years I've, I've used just about every service that the postal service offers. Um, an interesting story. I think my first year as a, a manager, uh, the Christmas holiday break, I was allowed, I was looking forward to because, wow, I'm like, you know, the two weeks off paid, you know, don't need to go to work. This is great. Until the admissions department dropped like a, a mailing that was going to cost about $10,000 over 
the, the holiday. They wanted to get it out before the new year. And all of a sudden, I got a phone call from the Postal Service. Yeah, we got this huge mailing at the Bridgeport Post Office. Um, where's the check for the postage? And again, as a brand new manager, I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? And I had to end. I ended up calling our vice president of finance and he had to get involved and authorize someone from the business office to go in and cut a check for the postage. And shortly thereafter that, the Postal Service had this program called uh, CAPS, which was the Centralized Automatic Payment System, which meant that you could, the money's always in the bank and it just gets taken out, you know, elect, through electronic means. And we were like one of the first ones in, in this area to use that system. And so it's always been progressing. So now it doesn't matter day or night, holiday or not, the money's always there. The postage, you never have to worry about it. I'll never let that happen to me again. And another thing that we do is we, we introduce passport days to the university. And when you think about it, we have so many students that travel abroad, like it, it's just a no brainer to offer passport services. So several, well, probably 20 years ago now, the Postal Service started uh, processing passport applications. And I was the first in the area to jump on that. So we've had passport days twice a year at Sacred Heart for 25 years or so. Now, Art, um, what about, let me just uh, jump in for a second, because the Postal Service in general has been uh, in the news on Twitter nonstop mm -hmm. The last couple of weeks because of uh, absentee ballots and how more absentee ballots are being used uh, than ever before because of COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and your, your most recent episode had a direct mail guy on who specifically works yep. in political mailings. Uh, yep. What's your take uh, as someone who, who's involved and an observer of uh, the United States Postal Service in general? Are you worried about how absentee ballots will be handled? Is the Postal Service up for the job? Is government up to uh, the task? Are you are, like, what, what's your take on this? Well, my take on it, and again, it's Art, Art Gherkin's take, is that I think the Postal Service is more than up to the challenge. I think they can handle it. You know, they're up to the challenge. I think it's a perception thing. That, that's going on there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I might say that I've been fortunate in my career to meet the last um, three postmaster generals of the United States. And I can't tell you what party they were in. You know, it just yeah. never came up. It was just, they did the job and it was all about the postal service and this and that. Now, this latest postmaster general, you know, he's been in the news and we know all about him. We know what party he's in. We know he's a supporter of this and that. And my question is why? Why does that matter? I mean, um, the other people you didn't know and suddenly you know everything about this guy. So is this like op research? Is there some something going on there or whatever? But the fact is, when you're in the business, you don't care. So why is this such a, a big thing now? And I think he's done nothing to help help you know distance himself from that so it'll be interesting to see but i have all the the faith in the world and in the, the employees of the postal service and to to do the job and to do it right you know they're they're gonna do it um yeah. and, and that, i have no worries about it that uh, episode uh, that you had on where i guess it was tom mackle if i'm pronouncing that correctly and he's the president yep. of engage marketing 
yeah. incorporated along with a bunch of other uh, businesses there. Yeah, I had never heard that about yeah. uh, the class of mail that the uh, ballots are being uh, designated as. So, and what was cool about that, you had a guy, and this is another reason why I like podcasts. It wasn't like, you know, crossfire where everything's boiled down to black and white, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a fight over it. You gave the guy the time to uh, talk about it and he gave a very measured response. It was, it wasn't, yeah. you know, it was more complicated. Everything's sort of gray and it is fascinating. Yeah, yeah ev everything in the yeah. world now ha has been uh, politicized. But Art, now listen, yeah. You did a great episode. When I first saw the title, I was like, well, Art's crazy. This is just, what is he doing? He's doing an episode on uh, Art and Lisa's top 10 postal-related songs. It right. was uh, yourself and your engineer and musician, Lisa Landone. Is that how she says her last yep, name? Yep, Lisa Landone. And the interesting thing, she still works for the Postal Service. Uh, she's got like her 30 years in. But in the 80s, she was a bass player in a punk rock band, and she's played CBGBs and Toad's Place and all that. Oh, no kidding. And I'm just uh, just a beautiful person, and you know we're so lucky to have her. So really, she's built me up as some kind of uh, host and promoting me, and she's got me the, the picture of me on the logo and everything, and I don't want that. But that's, that's her promoting me. And I just think like, oh my God, I, I do nothing but talk to the people. She does all the engineering. Yeah, it's a great episode because I thought, again, I thought like, what can this be about Postal? So I was thinking to myself, what? And then by the <laughs> end of it, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a great song. And yeah, she's an expert. You both yeah. have, uh, and I like your taste in music. Your taste in music, in my opinion, I don't. Uh, it's, sort of, it's sort of Quentin Tarantino-like. You're into sort of obscure, like late 70s, <laughs> at least obscure to me. It's yeah. a general statement. But uh, like your picks, or some of them are sort of like something I would expect to see on a soundtrack to a Quentin Tarantino uh, movie. It's a, it's a great episode. And let's, I, you know what, I'm going to try, since you're here, hopefully you don't pull, a, you know, a copyright claim on me. But here, here's a little sampling of Art and Lisa talking about uh, each of their top 10 postal-related songs. And then I'm going to yell at you because that's, you know, this is the internet and I'm a reporter because you, okay. didn't, you didn't include one of mine, darn it, and it's all about me. All right. All right. So I've got Sign Sealed Delivered. Oh, right one now. of my favorites. That's a good one, isn't yeah, it? Awesome. Yep. So now, Sign Sealed Delivered um, was a song that Stevie Wonder released as a single in 1970. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize is that I think it was his mother uh, who actually wrote the lyric in the verse there when she was listening to him, you know, playing the melody, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. But even though this song, it, what I found out when I did a little bit more research, we always think of it as a postal kind of theme in there, sign sealed because it's delivered and it's sealed and it's signed, right? But um, in this case, sign sealed deliver, it goes back to a reference that was made, you know, way back in old, old, old times mm -hmm. when people, you know, would, you know, back in the ancient times, sign the letter. You know, they'd put that wax seal on it mm -hmm. and then someone would deliver it, you know, whether right. it was, you know, a soldier or. So I, or I just think that it's so great because, you know, again, a, a great podcast uh, teaches you something new or something you didn't think about before. And that particular episode uh, is great because you guys also talk about sort of the nostalgia for uh, mail carriers and what mail <laughs> means to people. And it's just something I didn't expect to get 
out of uh, Art and Lisa's top 10 postal related <laughs> songs. So yeah, it, it, was, it's, it, it was a fun episode and it, it actually remains one of our most listened to podcasts. Like when you look at the numbers and oh, that's who would have thought, I mean, we, we were actually like, Oh my God, we got to get a podcast out. And it was like, well, let's do this. This will be fun. And we'll take a break from the postal business. And, you know, it seemed to have worked. We had good banter going back and forth between us. Yeah, she's great, too. Like, even her voice, she she sounds like a DJ. She reminded yeah. me of, like, uh, growing up uh, in New York on 92.3 K-Rock. Uh, <laughs> some of the, uh, I can't, is, was it Allison, the Night Owl? I can't remember at this point. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good one. But, okay, Art, here, look, criticism, yeah. right? Okay. You have thick skin. You are the uh, president of the board of aldermen. If you can do that, you could take a, and <laughs> here, I'm going to play for you. Uh, are you a John? Do you know John Prine? The John Prine was the, uh, he passed away like uh, about a year ago. Actually, no, no. It was during the pandemic. He passed away. He was a folk singer. Oh yeah. Yep. yep Vietnam yep. vet postal yep. carrier. <laughs> Wait, here it is. Here's a, a little snippet and this will definitely get, I'll get a copyright strike, so it was good knowing okay. everybody. Thank you very much. This is an old song I wrote this when I was a mailman uh, in Chicago back in 1968. I wrote this song. Um, we used to get uh, we used to get several uh, periodicals that we hated as mailman. Well, one of them was a Reader's Digest because. Uh, it was so little, it was little enough to carry with the envelopes, but it was real thick, so you could only fit about three of them in your hand, and you'd end up with a... I won't go through the whole thing, but the song is called... <laughs> your, he talks about how he, you know, he got the idea for a song when he was literally going, uh, delivering the mail, going door to door. It's called Your Flag Decal Won't Get You Into Heaven. Anyway, it's a protest song, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, an anti-war song uh, that he wrote, and it's a good one, so people can go uh, Google that or buy uh, John Prine in person and on stage for that one. But that one, I was like, I, I was like, all right, where is that? Ah, oh, it's not on there. But, but again, that's the magic of a, of a good podcast where it, it well, it, inter interestingly enough, that was the one podcast where I got my wrist slapped a little bit by the postal service because oh. of one of my choices. I, I wonder if you could guess which one. Uh, if uh, I'll just tell you, um, stealing people's mail by the dead Kennedys. Oh, right. That was, well, <laughs> I had, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're all yeah. vote. Yeah. That's what, uh, there's no other podcast that I, I was going to mention this at the beginning, but I challenge anyone on planet earth to follow, to, to find a podcast that, uh, concentrates a little bit on marketing by mail and then contains yeah. references to the lemon heads and the dead Kennedys. <laughs> There you go. It's truly unique. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What's, how do you get, like, well, I, maybe I won't get into it. I don't want to know how. Well, no, they, they just said, well, you know, I think that Lisa edited something out there where I said something about, well, you know, the, the, the songwriter just claimed it. It's some youth just having fun on a Saturday night and, you know, they, their, their kick was stealing people's mail and it was kind of like, well, let's, let's not go there. You know, so they chopped out a word or two from that episode but now, you had you had before we started recording you, man i don't know if you want to mention this but you had teased out a future episode that's sort of pop culture and, and, and uh, post hey do you hear the interference on the podcast at this point we're about what 24 minutes in this is eugene from the valley indie by the way unfortunately the rest of the podcast sounds like that uh i got hit with some technical problems it's been like three weeks now i might have to put the podcast on hiatus for a week or two so I can sit down and figure out 
what's going on. But uh, the podcast has to end here, unfortunately. Um, my apologies to Art Gherkins. The rest of the podcast basically talked about what he's been up to after serving on the board of aldermen. And we, we had relived some political fights from uh, back in the day when Art was on the board of aldermen. Back in the day, it's only a couple of years ago. I asked him about charter revision. We had kind of a back and forth that went on for the next 58 minutes. He talks about how he uh, walked the Connecticut section of the Appalachian Trail, all sort of lost because it has that interference. But on the bright side, maybe we were just meant to talk about his podcast for this episode. So this is where it has to abruptly end. Uh, again, I want to thank Art Gerkins for coming on. I apologize for the technical issues that are cutting this episode short, but I, I hope you enjoyed it. Check out Art's podcast. It's available everywhere you can get podcasts. And for ValleyIndy.org, this is Eugene Driscoll saying uh, see you next time. Maybe. <laughs>